the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, 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 wow. It's Friday, and you know, I love to begin Friday with jazz. <laughs> and I listen to us. I, I want you to sit back, grab you by nine bags of popcorn. No, tell them, get nine or ten bags of popcorn. You at least have to have double-digit bags of popcorn when it's a jazz <laughs> night. And tonight's a big jazz night. It's a big jazz night. We got our guests, I tell you. I don't want to give away too much right now. But I tell you, he has played with some of the best in the business. And I've been listening to his music all day. I sent it to Michelle. She, I think she kind of got it late. She might have listened to one song. But I, I listened to at least four or five of them, you know. So, Michelle, how you doing today? I'm doing good. And I listen to all the songs. <laughs> I love jazz. Love jazz. And, you know, my great producer, Noah. Now, he's been working all day, live shows, doing this. He probably hadn't had an opportunity to listen to any of the songs. So he's going to be shockingly surprised on how fantastic our guest is. Well, that's good. because I, I mean, I always relax during the show anyway, James, because you have such a great show. So, But this is going to be an excellent opportunity to really just dial it back and to just really enjoy some quality jazz, because I know that you're loving this guy. I'm loving this guy. I told you. I called you up earlier today. Did, you man, did. Hey man, you got you, you got to tune in on this one. But I tell you what, Noah, let's let's get the the uh the legacy contest out the way because I want to save as much time as we can. You know, but the legacy contest is is uh really important because the legacy contest that we're running, the James Cooley show, the legacy contest, how you want to be remembered. How do you want your descendants to remember you what did you learn from uh the uh, your family prior to you got 300 words or less and uh we're looking for entries uh to submit to this contest because um we want to hear about these things so uh can you can you play rob a message to uh, the contest so the our listening audience will understand what what that's meant by yep here's rob lucy talking about the legacy story contest it's a great opportunity for everybody Thank you, James. Yes, I'm Rob Lucy, and I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legacy Story Contest. This is a contest that you will write. It's a story that you really don't want to disappear. You'd really love your family and your friends and your colleagues know about this story. It could be anything. It could be something from your childhood. It could be about getting married, about falling in love, about um, um, burning down the barn. You didn't mean to do that. Any story that you don't want to disappear, that you'd love to have your descendants learn about hundreds of years from now. So write your story up to 300 words, a story you don't want to disappear, and we'll uh, judge all, we'll read all three, all stories, and we'll come up with a winner. We'll decide on a winner with a great prize. That's the Legacy Story Contest, James, and uh, I'm looking forward to start reading them. I'm looking forward as well, Rob. You know, and uh, I tell you, uh, you got until the 25th of May to get your interest in, your entry. And um, at the 28th, we will identify the three finalists. And on June the 4th, which is Friday, we might be doing jazz that day as well. Uh, we're going to invite uh, uh, the top three to 
come on air and tell their story on the James Coolidge Your Life show. So, and, and the winner of this show will get a dinner for two, any restaurant you want, as long as it does not exceed $175, and send all your entries to jamescooley145 at gmail.com. jamescooley145 at gmail.com. Noah, I'll, I'm thinking about putting the entry. You know what? Everybody should enter. This is something I've suggested to the family. Not only is it a cool prize, but I think it's an even better opportunity to get it started, to put your legacy story down on paper so the family never forgets it for generations to come. And as you said, you know, maybe this is the start of an awesome book for somebody. Well, I had my publisher on the other day and he's like, hey. Get it in. Let's see. You, you, if you, if you put it in the right format, we might have something. You might want to talk to him, you know, so I was so mad. I'm excited about this show. And, uh, you know, Michelle, you know, I, I, I know that she all excited about me coming home tomorrow, right? I am thrilled. Me and Bella. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, uh, Tyrone, I don't, hey, Tyrone, I don't think, I don't, I don't think she meant that. What you said, what you think, Tyrone? I really passed the test. It was just kind of, it's kind of like, uh, silence first, right? That's what I started thinking about. <laughs> he was like, no. You're supposed to tell, let me tell you how thrilled I am. You're not supposed to say how thrilled I am. I am no, thrilled, though. No, but I, I am thrilled. I, you know, I'm, I, I, I you're making me sad, though, James, because you're leaving me. <laughs> but you know what? I will be back real soon, my friend. I love being in the studio with you. I wish I could have been there tonight, but I, I'm leaving. I got to get out of here 5 a.m. in, in the Understand morning. Understandable, so, my friend. You know, so, hey, Michelle, why don't you tell our listening audience a little bit about, um, our show tonight. Yes, the purpose of the show tonight is to learn about the career of Tyrone Jackson, to learn about how his music has inspired him and others, to discover the influence other musical artists have had in his career, and to learn about his role as a professor, clinician, and a teacher um, with his craft. Well, you know, the coincidental essentials of jazz piano player, he is so fantastic. Noah, hey Noah, can we? You got anything queued up so we can just let our listening audience get a little bit of this? Yeah, let's give our listening audience just a little taste of what makes this guy so talented. Wow, man, I don't even want to stop. Michelle, can you? James, you're interrupting the man. Let us us music play. (laughs) (laughs) Can you introduce this great guest to our listener audience tonight? Yes, Tyrone Jackson. The name Tyrone Jackson is the quintessential jazz piano player. His boundless creativity coupled with harmonic mastery to piano as a blank canvas. Jackson is nationally recognized and has traveled the world as a solo artist and sideman. Born in the New Orleans cradle of jazz, Jackson embodies the spirit of the Crescent City. The blends of jazz, funk, and Afro-Caribbean melodies are ever-present in his work. But of course, musicians are never solely influenced by themselves. Jackson's teachers are a virtual who's who of great jazz piano players, ranging from Ellis Marsalis, Mary Ann Beulah, to gospel classical legend Moses Hogan. As a composer, Jackson has composed a Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize-winning author, Natasha Trethway's book of poems, Native Guard, turned theatrical play, Pearl Clegg's play, Tell Me My Dream, Ethel by Terry Burrell, Nick's Flamingo Grill, and this past year's Alliance Theater production of A Very Terry Christmas. Jackson has recorded four albums, Dedicated, Another Voyage, Melody in Need, and New Release from the Mind of. Additionally, Jackson's work in Native Guard was premiered in Los Angeles, Sage Hills Academy from January 9th to the 15th, 2017. In addition to his composition skills, the Jackson 
known for his compelling solo. Jackson's improvisational skills allow him to become a part of the song, whether he softly highlights ballads or tears through fast-paced standards. Currently, Tyrone Jackson is a professor at Kennesaw State University, where he is a and teaches a myriad of class, including oral skills three and four, jazz improvisation one, two, jazz combo, jazz theory, applied jazz piano, group jazz, group jazz piano, and the history of the blues. Jackson is also a clinician and a to arts jazz program for middle school and is Coliseum for Clayton County Arts Association. Jackson has performed with Steve Terrell, Branford Marcellus, to name a few, and he has toured Brazil with Michael Ward, toured Phil Greenland, and performed with future man Roy Wooten. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Mr. Tyrone Jackson. Wow, you know, I wanted to get that intro in. We're going to take a, a station break, but we're going to come back, and we really gonna get an opportunity to chat with tyrone jackson and understand what his mind is focused on in the music it's your life i'm james cooley take us out noah There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Oh, yes. We needed that. Hey, and you know, I'm, I'm going to my jazz voice right now. <laughs> I think the James Cooley show needs permanent jazz in the background. I think we need permanent jazz. You know what? I tell you, uh, Michelle just read uh, this great man volume. And um, now we're going we're gonna to really get off into the man behind this music. Tyrone. Tyrone Jackson. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I just got to say, I've never heard my bio read so well before. Y'all, y'all making a brother. I'm only five eight, but y'all make me seem like I'm ten feet tall, James. And <laughs> it says ten feet right here in the bio. That's what it says. <laughs> I'm looking at it. it says ten feet tall. <laughs> hey, Tyrone, can you tell uh, us a little bit about your background growing up in New Orleans, uh, the home of jazz? So, New Orleans is a great place. Um, and, you know, you talk about legacy, where your legacy comes from. And uh, if you're a creative person, you always have to be bound to somewhere where you feel like you are the most creative. And that place is New Orleans. New Orleans is ever present with me. Is so 
blends of different culture and everything is there that allows you to, um, to, to pick different genres and different styles to play. And um, other places is not necessarily like smoking pot in New Orleans. I first started off piano lessons, believe it or not. I didn't really want piano lessons, but my mother forced me and my brothers to take piano lessons, and I'm glad she... Um, so we took from um, a neighborhood teacher, and uh, we did our first recital, and the way my teacher structured it, she, she had the, the beginners and then the most advanced person, the best person was at the end. And so this girl played a song, Furley, she probably heard it before, that song there, you've probably heard it a million times. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, when I heard it, I was like, ooh, I want to play that song. And my, my teacher was like, well, that's a couple of grade levels past where you are. And I probably was in the fourth or fifth grade. And I said, well, is there sheet music for it? She's like, yeah. So I asked my mom to go to this music store, Warlines. She got the music for me, and I learned the whole song within two to three weeks. And my teacher said, how did you do that? I said, well, I really like the song, you know. On, uh, my mom would set the timer for us at the, at the piano for us to practice. And my mom was an excellent teacher. She'd sit in and listen. So you couldn't just play whatever you wanted to play. You had to play the, your lesson that you was doing over. So most of that, I, I was able to get quite accomplished. And I ended up going to NOCA, the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, where Harry Connick Jr. went to, Wenton Marcellus went to, uh, uh, all the greats went to, uh, Terrence Blanchard. And it was just, place to be and be a part of those it was almost like fame Did you remember the show fame where it was like a talent art school absolutely like absolutely that. yeah so then I, I graduated from high school and ellis marcellus had moved back to new orleans and i got the opportunity to learn from him who's winton and branford's dad and jason marcellus and and um delphio marcellus's dad just the like the first family of jazz in new orleans and it was just a great experience being in uno those days in University of New Orleans. And then uh, after I graduated, uh, I moved to Atlanta and began a career out here. Um, played all over the place, met some wonderful people, and started working uh, as a teacher at Kennesaw State University, which has been a great uh, opportunity to give back to the generation before. I love it when the light bulb comes off. When you when you teach a, a, a kid and you see that light bulb, you can see it in their eyes like, wow, they process something, they realize something, and they learn from something. It's just really, really, really cool to, to see a kid grasp a technique or grasp some knowledge and, and is able to implement it. So, Wow. Just tell me, who or what inspired you to play the piano? Oh, well, that's a good question. I have a, a lot of influences. I think, um, well, we were taking lessons with Moses Hogan, who's a phenomenal artist, um, and he, some of his chorale works are still done today. And um, just being in that situation with someone of that caliber pushed me to another level. But some influences I have is like, uh, oh, well, I'll give you one of my first ones. I was a classical piano player right and um i went to my uncle johnny's house one day and we usually play football me and my brothers and my cousins and i don't know if it was raining outside something was going on and we were stuck inside and my uncle you play uh you play piano don't you he, i said yeah he's like but you play mainly classical music so he go into this room where they have record collection all around and he says he picks out one record. He says, I think you would like this. And it's Oscar Peterson. I remember the name of the album. Oscar Peterson, Nigerian Marketplace. He put it on and I was hooked from there. It was, it was ornate. It was, uh, he had unique, uh, great melody and his technique was out the world. Yeah, out of his world, just like a classical musician. So he picked the right person for me because I was really into the technique and the speed of, of playing piano. And he had all of that. And I was hooked after that. And then um, when I went to the University of New Orleans and worked with Ellis, it was it was all downhill or uphill, I should say, from there. Yeah. Tyrone, did you always have a love for jazz music growing up? Or it kind of, you know, you were influenced by other people? Or did you just discover it on your own? Well, you know, Michelle, 
even have jazz funerals. I mean, it's just around you all the time. And so um, I think I just absorb part of it because part of learning jazz is listening, right? Um, and it comes from an African tradition, the oral tradition of, of telling stories. And, uh, I mean, recently we've been writing stuff down, the nomenclature of writing stuff down and, and, and naming it things. But that's not, that's not how it was originally, uh, conceived. You would have somebody who's like a master musician and they would play and you'd listen to them. You'd run to the jam session and try to recreate what they played. And of course you could take lessons too, but disseminated by written traditions, really oral traditions. So the first key to, to assimilating this kind of music is listening in itself. In New Orleans, they had all types of music going on at the same time. So you could go into a club right now and hear when the Saints go marching in and you'll hear a funk tune and you hear a ballad and you hear and you'll hear some classical. And so uh, being in New Orleans, the, the, the music wasn't delineated. You, you absorbed all the pieces of it. So i got into jazz and i love the improvisation of it i love that you don't have to play exactly what's on the page you can put yourself into the music and i was hooked after that well you do mention improvisation so uh, of course you have improvisational skills how do you into your music and how does it enhance it well it's funny, this, the first song that you guys play is called Sweet Song, and I don't know if you guys could hear this, I'm by my piano, but it was came off of improvisation. I was working on this little riff. Right? And I said, well, what if I move that around? So... I was like, well, it could keep going up. Right? So, you know, improvisation, Michelle, is not one of those things that you just make up things where you go along. It's purposing things. That's part of improvisation. But you can repurpose things, too. I tell my students all the time, sometimes improvisation is like building a tent. Like if I had a room of like eight or nine people and I gave them all the same materials, a tarpaulin, hammer, rope, um, nails. Some people won't know what to do with those eyes, but what they do is they watch the other people around them and see how they're fashioning the tent. And so most of the time you're going to watch somebody and do exactly what they do. You're going to regurgitate what they do. But every now and then you'll have somebody in there who makes a tent that's different from everybody else. It might be anchored to a tree or anchored somewhere else and and you see that and you say, that's real creativity right there. And you might take parts of those things and incorporate it into your own tent making. And jazz is kind of like the same way. You grab pieces from people or from things that you make up or whatever, and then you let it assimilate into your plane. And then it naturally comes out. It's almost like you learn and then forget what you learn. It comes out, you know. But, hey, what we're doing right now is improvising. We've never spoken before, right? And so we're improvising right now. So that's, in essence, what, what jazz is. Wow. Hey, producer Noah here, Tyrone, in, in the back of the booth. And I'm just, I have always loved jazz. There's so many different reasons. One of them is the improvisation. I mean, that is probably, you know, you get so many different takes on different songs, and it's absolutely incredible. Besides the piano, is there any other instruments that you that you played? And I, I, probably they don't hold as much love as the piano, but uh, how versatile are you with the other instruments? Okay, so that's a great question. I played clarinet even in wind ensemble uh, in, in, in college, but I'm not one of those multi-instrument guys where I'll go and play like 100 instruments. So at some point I had to make a choice between piano and clarinet and even though I love clarinet and I actually have my sister's clarinet right now, I'm actually trying to, to, to bring it back. But I had, no, I had to make that, that, uh, piano seem much more viable than a clarinet was, especially outside of that, uh, New Orleans. 
Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. Also, real quickly before break, uh, can you tell us maybe how you got your first big break? Because I know that sometimes in the music business, it's a lot of hard work and it's really hard to kind of get your name out there. So what was that first break like for you? Well, one of the breaks that I have, you know, it's really hard to center in on which one was the biggest one. But um, I, I was, I was working with um, a, a lot of artists, and you know, this is a lesson for a lot of people. You never know who's listening to you, so act right, be professional. Don't just think that you're gonna, you know, you can just blow off any gig or act a certain way. So, you know, I, I've been playing for a long time when I was in Atlanta, and one day this uh, lady called me from the Lions Theater named Jody Feldman. She's a casting agent, and she says, "Hey." I need a piano player and composer for for this play that's coming up. And your name came up six times by six different people that that uh, we know and, you know, are, are professional. And I say, wow, that's good. She said, well, I want you to come in and meet the director. And once I started working with the director, Susan Booth, who's actually the uh, director of the Lions Theater, we uh, did the music for this play called Native Guard. And I tell you, this play has been everywhere and it's going to come back to Northwestern this, uh, this upcoming year, I think. But it was like a big break for me in the theater. I've never been in the theater business before, but just doing that one thing, uh, allowed me to break into an industry I've never been in, never thought I was going to be in. And it's all because of recommendation of people. So if anybody's listening, make sure you act the same way or act professional in the, the smallest clubs to the biggest arenas because you never know who's watching and you who's going to give you that break that you need. So. Wow. You know, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our conversation with Tyrone Jackson. It's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And wow, we got this fantastic uh, guest on. No, can you just give me like... 15 to 20, 30 seconds before we introduce the Legacy Contest. Yeah, we need more jazz, more jazz. Yeah, so can I get a little bit of it? So you shouldn't have given us a piece, James. Now we want to listen to the whole thing. Man, I tell you, man, this guy is so fantastic. And <laughs> uh, I'm going to listen to it on my walk tomorrow, Noah. <laughs> you know? yeah, so I'm going to listen to Well, I'm listening to it. to it on the way home tonight. And I hope he sent us some more songs. I mean, I, we, we might be able to twist his arm, you know, but, um, hey, no, let's, 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 let's do this before we, we get back into this conversation. Let's talk about the legacy contest real quickly. Okay. You know, so, uh, just like we mentioned in the beginning, we got the legacy mm-hmm. contest, 300 words or less. Uh, all entries are due in by May 25th. Uh, and, uh, the three finals will be introduced. Uh, on the 28th, and they will be having an opportunity to appear on the James Cooley Show. It's your life on June the 4th. Can you put Rob up telling uh, our, our listeners how uh, they can be part of the three? 
Yeah, most definitely. Oh, and probably win. Rob this. Lucy. Thank you, James. Yes, I'm Rob Lucy, and I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legacy Story Contest. This is a contest that you will write. It's a story that you really don't want to disappear. You'd really love your family and your friends and your colleagues know about this story. It could be anything. It could be something from your childhood. It could be about getting married, about falling in love, about um, um, burning down the barn. You didn't mean to do that. Any story that you don't want to disappear, that you'd love to have your descendants learn about hundreds of years from now. So write your story up to 300 words, a story you don't want to disappear, and we'll uh, judge all, we'll read all three, all stories, and we'll come up with a winner. We'll decide on a winner with a great prize. That's the Legacy Story Contest, James, and uh, I'm looking forward to start reading them. Well, as you hear, but all interest should be sent to James Cooley, 145 at gmail.com. Again, that's one, James Cooley, <laughs> James Cooley, 145 at gmail.com. I'm excited because I, I got to ask this question. Uh, Tyrone, you have performed with some of the greatest artists, just like you mentioned, uh, Bradford, Marcellus, Chaka Khan, uh, uh, many, many more. If I if I name everybody, you wouldn't even get a chance to answer the question. What was it like working with these great artists? Well, you know, great artists are um, they. You have to come with it. You can't. There's no time for hesitation. No time for second guessing, because. If something goes down, they are going to get the blame for it. They're not the keyboard player, not the bass player, not the drummer. They get the blame because they're in the front. They're like, oh, they sounded bad. So they're they're very demanding and know what they want, you know. And I'll give you one example. Um, I had the opportunity to play the St. Lucia uh, uh, a jazz festival out there in St. Lucia with this great vocalist uh, named Tracy Hamlin. And I got the opportunity to play with Marcus Miller, one of the baddest bass players on the planet. He's played with everybody from uh, Luther Vandross. He produced Luther Vandross stuff. David Sanborn, uh, Joe Sample, who was a hero of mine. And so uh, we were the band that was going to be backing up uh, or will be in part of Marcus Miller's band. So I asked the MD, hey, what songs are we doing? He said, well, I asked Marcus what songs we're going to do. And uh, he hasn't gotten back with me. So it's getting closer and closer to the festival. And I'm like, I'm saying to myself, well, let me do my homework. I'm just going to listen to every Marcus Miller album I know and try to see what I could do. And so we get there. We're set up. Marcus Miller walks in, doesn't say a word to any of us. He comes over, plugs his bass in, and he just goes, doom, doom. And he looks to the keyboard player, the first keyboard player plays, doom, doom. Then he goes to the drummer and goes, doom, doom. That, that was like this beat, right? So the drummer starts playing, and I see him headed my way. I was like, oh, Lord, what's going to happen next, right? So on his bass, he's plays this chord like you would play on a piano or a guitar. And I listened to it, and I said, uh, Tyrone, you, you got to give yourself a pep talk. So I said, Tyrone, I was like, you can hear this. You practice this stuff all the time. And I played the chord, and he kind of smiled and went on to the to the uh, saxophone play and played the melody for him. And then we... He says, well, now that I know that you guys can play, you're going to play X, Y, and Z, and really fell in love with the, with us, with the band, and uh, great feeling that somebody trusted you with their, not only with their music, but with all the practice that you have done in the past to culminate in that event. And to call you again for another gig, it was just really fantastic to be playing on that level with those kind of artists. And I have stories like that with, you know, with all these people you play with. And then eventually people, like you talk about legacy, people know know who you are because of what you've done. And people talk and they want reliable people. So that's how come I get called now because of my reliability and my, you know, willingness to, to do my homework. You know, uh, I uh, talked to a couple of your buddies, uh, jazz artists that uh, you work with a lot, uh, Donna Brown and Sweet Lou Latano. And, uh, you know, everybody that I talk to that know you give you the ultimate thumbs up. If you had if you had your choice to work with any artists in the jazz uh, or artists in the jazz industry, who would that be or those be? Whoever's paying the most. No, I'm just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, so, 
and this might not be, it's highly unlikely, but I love Herbie Hancock. And even though he plays the same instrument that I do, you know, he's played duets with Chick Corea and all these other people. There's our uh, jazz masters are getting up in age. Chick Corea just died this past year. And, you know, if I, if I had an opportunity to ever play with Herbie Hancock, I'd be nervous because Her, Herbie is a genius and a master pianist. But to answer that question, I would love to play with him. Yeah. Tyrone, what made you decide to teach at Kennesaw State University? And two-part question, how do you encourage your students to appreciate music in general? Great question. Um, you know, as a musician, to survive, and it's kind of sad that it's like this, but you have to wear many hats, Michelle. You have to be in recording. You have to, you can't just be a specialist. So you, most, most jazz musicians, musicians I know, um, do some form of private teaching. And so I had some private students. Um, I do, was doing clinics and stuff. And then I realized that, um, I needed to finish up my degree and get a master's degree. And so I went back to school while I was working, while I had the opportunity to do it and was able to obtain my master's degree. But I met this incredible musician named Sam Skelton. He's actually on that first song and he's over the jazz program at Kennesaw State University. He actually developed it and uh, he hired me uh, part-time to work with the students, but our jazz program just, just went crazy overnight we just started getting an influx of students uh some of our students are just going on to great careers uh, uh, a drummer named robert boone he's playing with the count basie orchestra another student of ours is his brother actually uh brandon boone is on the road with the Derek trucks susan tedeschi band i mean this is coming out, out of our university and eventually had so many students uh, that i became full-time and so I'm almost in my seventh or eighth year teaching uh, full-time at Kansas State University. And it's really good because um, you're able to get paid, but also you're also able to influence the next generation. You're also, you know, music right now, nowadays, is going through a low. I don't know if you guys know, but this is the first time in history that old music has outsold new music. So a lot of people going back to the old songs and listening to those. So it's really important for um, students to get a good grasp of the fundamentals. And I think sometimes that's lacking, but um, we have a great institution at Kennesaw. We're churning out some great students. And, you know, I invite anybody who want to come take lessons with me, come on through, come check out our program at Kennesaw. We're, we're just in the place to be right now. We're, we're close to Atlanta. There's a, a uh, a great movie industry that's there. So we do more than just, you know, just jazz as well. We we teach composition, theory, classical, and scoring as well, uh, department as well. So that's really intriguing to me. I really love teaching. I really love giving back. And like I said before, I like seeing a light bulb go, go off. And I like seeing successful, you know. No, I think my, my great producer got a question for you. Yes. You mentioned your love of teaching and you like you like seeing that light bulb go off when, you know, there's a technique maybe this that student just gets and it just gets them all excited. Is there a particular thing that you've taught over the years that you've been able to pass down that you're like, you know what, this is what this is something that means a lot to me because now you know that either that technique or that thing that you taught it now it's going past you. It's going to the next generation. No, that's excellent because I'm actually um, in the process of writing a book. And what what started this is the impetus for the book was your question. I was a classical major, and the first time I played jazz, um, there was like a chord chart. And a chord is just like um, the harmonic structure of a song. Yeah. In classical music, everything is usually written down on music, on music paper, staff paper. And, you know, I can read. But somebody wrote on a chart. I was I was at Noka, and um, a guy said, "Hey Jackson, you play you play piano, right? We need a pianist to come in." I said, "Well, I've never played jazz before." He said, "That's all right. Come on in." So he wrote on his paper F seven. I was like, "What's an F seven? He's like, "It's a chord." So I played an F chord, and so the F chord sounded like this, 
And they're like, no, that's not an F7. I was like, what is it? It's like, it's got a seventh in it. So I said, okay. I was like, no, that's a major seven. I was like, okay, I played this. It's like, oh, that's a minor seven. I said, well, what is an F7? Okay. But then he said, but a jazz musician would never play an F7 like that. I was like, well, why did you teach it to me? You know? And so uh, some other stuff, but it was really hard to kind of comprehend coming from the classical world. And to Noah, Noah, um, what happened was I started realizing from more and more practice how to bridge the gap between classical music and jazz music. So what I've been teaching now is how the shapes of these chords look and how they, I don't know how they interact also with classical theory, that it's not that different, but it's just a different approach to dealing with it. So I guess my, my newest thing now is, passing that along the shapes of chords and, and how to deal with making a transition from classical music to jazz music. That's awesome, so man. When, That's something that I've always tried to, to teach my kids. Both my kids are heavily into music and it's just that one genre has an impact on the other. They're all kind right. of intertwined and it's neat to see that correlation between the different genres. Wow. Yeah. You know, we're going to take a station break. <laughs> but... We're going to come back. I, and you know, this is so exciting. There's no better way to start a Friday. Relax. Friday is definitely here. Oh, yeah. It's your life. I'm James Cook. We'll be back with Tyrone Jackson shortly. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, we are we're getting to not just say uh, uh, jazz. We get a jazz lesson from a professor. He's a professor at Kennesaw State, but he's also one of the top jazz artists in the world. And it's just uh, amazing, uh, to have, uh, uh, Tyrone Jackson, a person of this, his quality coming on the James Cooley show. But well, we always have quality. We always bring our own the best. We, and, and especially Fridays. Fridays is, uh, at least every two weeks is jazz night. And uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Yeah, another question that I have for you before we hand it back over to James Tyrone is one thing I've loved about jazz. It happens in other genres as well, but in a lot of jazz music, you have a lot of longer pieces. One, as a jazz musician, is there a reason for that that I'm not aware of other than a lot of it just becomes improvisation? And two, do you enjoy that as part of the creating process? 
Yes. Um, the, the reason for it is just like you said, uh, in, and no, the thing about it is any song could become a jazz song. You know, it's, uh, the structure of the song is what we improvise over. So it's not like you're just making up whatever you want to make up. The structure is still there. Most people think jazz is one of those things that, Hey, you can just sit down and play anything, but that's, that's not true. So every song form has a structure to it. And you, uh, imagine just, um, like whatever roller coaster ride or whatever you're doing, you're going to come back to the same point again. If you take a bus ride, you take a train ride, eventually, the, the, the circuit that it goes on is going to come back again. Well, we take solos over that form. And because of that, if you have two saxophone players, a trumpet player, and a piano player, if everybody takes four courses or four turns around, it elongates the, the song, you know. And um, so that's just the nuts and bolts of why that song is longer. Um, do you enjoy that as, as part of jazz? I do, I do enjoy that because it gives you the freedom to, uh, you know, each day might be different. It's a different conversation. You're feeling different. So, you know, I might be happy one day and that might come out of my music. I might be kind of sad that comes out of music and it's okay. And sometimes you're dealing with some stuff. You're trying to figure out what you're going to play or you had, you know, got angry, angry. Somebody cut you off and is in Atlanta traffic and <laughs> you know, you play harder than you normally play. So it's yeah, interesting that you say that because I've heard different improvisations from the same artist, same song, right. and there's different takes on it. Again, it's, it's whatever mood you might happen to be in. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. It's Tyrone, in your genre of music, are there any up and coming new artists that we should look out for? Oh, yeah. So there's, uh, there's a couple of great groups right now. These, these kids, uh, are learning at a fast rate. There's this, uh, a piano player named Joey Alexander. He's a young kid and he's phenomenal and he's learned a lot of stuff from YouTube. Um, there's, there's, uh, so many different people. It's so hard to name when you put a foot on the spot. But there's Corey Henry. He came out of a group called uh, Snarky Puppy. He's lighting up right now. Um, uh, let me see who else is. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think Joey Alexander, you should definitely check out. Oh, there's this girl named Dama Degas. And this saxophone player. Well, now, this guy, Roland Garen's son. Roland Garen is a famous bass player. His son is Morgan Garen. Martin, Martin Garen is a saxophone play, player, but he plays bass in Terry Lynn Carrington's band. He plays saxophone with Esperanza Spalding. He plays piano in another band, and he's just incredible. He has his own band. So look out for Morgan Garen. He is incredible and just a humble kid as well. So that's, that's who you should definitely check out. You know, uh, so being a jazz artist, and uh, uh, most people would think that a jazz artist only listens to jazz music. Yeah. Tyrone, what what music do you listen to? What type? Okay, you gotta listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire. You gotta get some Earth <laughs> EWF. Gotta get that Stevie Wonder. You gotta listen to I listen to Chopin. You know any anything about Chopin that's out there? Any of the artists? Gershwin today. I listen to some rock music. I like. Uh, I like Rage Against the Machine. That's an old rock group. I love those those guys. Love the blues, you know. Uh, some country and western, but you know, not that much. But I can deal with a little country and western and stuff. But you know, uh, pop music. I like uh, uh, Anderson. Ours, man, they are killing it. I love love that group. And so, yeah, any style of music is is music to me. You know, it's all music. Wow. Okay. Tell us about your role as a clinical and teacher for a Rialto Art Jazz Program for the Middle Schools or Clayton County Arts Association. Well, James, you know, you got to get younger now. And sadly, uh, most program music programs are getting cut out of elementary schools and middle schools and even some high schools. And it's really sad. And by a grant from the Rialto Center for Jazz, they provide music. Uh, jazz instruction for um, middle schools and high schools. And uh, part of the the thing is that the clinicians come out 
and teach them at, at, about jazz. So me and another group, uh, other groups of teachers, we go out to various schools and teach middle school players how to play jazz. Now they can't absorb it all in one setting, but with with getting them exposed to it, they can keep going because this is America's cultural gift to the world. I mean, jazz was created right here in America. It wasn't created anywhere else on the planet. And it is classical music wasn't invented in America. That was invented in Europe and starting in Italy or whatever, right? So for jazz to be all all over the globe right now is a testament to where it started from in the Mississippi Delta and how it proliferated all around the world. So it's that's that's why we should keep our heritage and culture going with jazz and teaching the youth. Wow. You know, I, I know that uh, you don't have so much success uh, in, in, in jazz music right now, but I know that there had to be some lows as well. What advice would you today tell a younger Tyrone real quickly by like 45 seconds? Uh, to tell a younger Tyrone is uh, I wish I would have been practicing earlier. I learned what I learned earlier. Also, listen to people. Also, not to be distracted, you know, uh, sometimes we get distracted with things in life. And um, I always thought if I would have finished school early, I would have been way on my journey. So if you're in school and you're in college, um, make sure that you go to class, you go do the things you're supposed to do because you're only hurting yourself. You're not hurting a teacher. You're not hurting a professor. If you get out of school early, you could be on your journey right away. What? How can people uh, get in touch with you and also get your music and buy your music? Uh, you know, we got about 30 seconds. Right, we come down to the end, but I want them to be able to get your music. How can they do that? Yes, you can uh, check me out on my website. It's TyroneJackson.com, www.TyroneJackson.com. One N and an E at the end of Tyrone. Uh, I'm also on iTunes. I have four albums dedicated, Another Voyage, which is on a hot shoe label, um, um, Melody in Need, which is a suite that I wrote, and also From the Mind of Tyrone Jackson, which is out right now. Um, anything, uh, any, any uh, Spotify, you can check me out on Spotify. And, um, if you, if you get in contact with my website, I can, uh, I'll email you back. I'll share some wisdom with you as well. Wow, man, I I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the James Cool Show. It's your life. It's been an absolute pleasure. Man, I got to have you back, man, because um, I, I only listened to four or five of your songs today. I hope I get some more to listen to. But uh, thanks so much. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time. I'd like to thank my co-host, Michelle Cooley. You know, I'd like to thank my great producer, Noah Dingley. I'd like to thank, most importantly, the listener audience for taking the time to listen to the james cooley show it's your life we also are always looking for sponsors to make sure we continue to bring this great program we'll be back monday same time same place it's your life we will hope everybody have a nice weekend thanks for joining us for it's your life with james cooley to learn more about james how you can support the show or become a guest visit cooleyfoundation.org Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's your life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.